After a really, 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 really long break, we are officially back in the saddle, I guess, as I say. <laughs> we have a lot of games to recap. So, prepare for your 26-hour-long podcast. 90-something 90, 90 games mm, to recap yeah. now? Since, uh, let's see, the all the season plus the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, we're looking at 80, 89 games. All yeah. right. Game one, Blues versus Edmonton. Well, don't forget preseason. Oh, preseason. <laughs> True. The draft. Yeah. No, we did the, the draft. Game. We did the, dra- did we All-star the draft. All star game. We did the draft. All star game. I have to go over then. Okay. John Scott. Okay. Done. Oh, yeah. Done. It's beginning and the end. Done. Okay. Uh, let's see what else. Winter Classic. We Check. get the Winter Classic now. Check. Well, maybe Nobody's I would like to go. To I'll, yeah. <laughs> maybe. I was going to tell you, I got an email the other day, and they basically said, like, you have to have a full season thing to get, like, ultimate guarantee, like, different versions of guarantee now. Well, that's true, because I called on that, because I signed up for the 12-game plan, like, the day after they announced the Winter Classic. Mm -hmm. And I did that because there was that two-week window where they said, if you sign up for anything, you're in. Yeah. So, because, like, right before the end of the season, I saw that commercial that said, oh, full season package. And I called him like, hey, dude. Yeah. I signed up for this plan because you told me, he's like, you're good. You got in in this window. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, because I got an email saying, hey, I heard you're interested. And I'm like, yeah, when they go on sale. And he's like, oh, I think mid-July is through NHL, but I can sell you a full season package. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. But no thanks. So. Yeah, I actually had a call from them yesterday, and I returned their call, and they, they didn't call me back today. But, yeah, I bought the 12-game package like the day after they announced now the Winter, it's Winter Classic. Classic. If it wasn't buying the house, it'd be a different story. Oh, dude, I yeah. yeah. I, I may very well sell off half the tickets that I yeah. bought. Yeah. But if it's going to get me into the Winter Classic, then I'm in. Oh, I'm in it. So just uh, we'll go over a quick little deal. Like one of the reasons why the podcast took a kind of season-long break uh, a couple things. One, I got a different job. Yes. And it's actually, the thing is, you think, oh, no. No, actually, it's a lot better. It's way better for Jason. So when it's better, the thing that happened was, kind of when we started the podcast, slight background into my personal life, but we won't go too much into it, very stressed out. Yeah. Needed an outlet. It was Jason's outlet. Yeah. So it was my outlet. So then I didn't have, like, not the stress, so I, like. So Jason didn't I, kill people. Yeah. Yeah. So and then, so now, and then I the season kind of came around, I was like, I'm excited, but I was like, eh. I was like, you want to do the podcast? You're like, yeah, sure. I'm like, uh, sure. Oh. I have always and said from day one, it's your baby. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, oh, I don't know. Let me see. And then then October rolled around and November rolled around. Yeah. And then me and my wife decided to sell our house and move to a dif- different area. So yeah. now you're in the that process. Now we're in the middle of that. Both houses are, we bought a house and our house is sold. So we're on the process of packing our houses because we're in the probably one of the last times we might actually maybe one more time but probably one of the last times in my house in fluorescent yep we will actually have a podcast here moving on up they're they were gonna go well a full-blown probably quadruple the size of this so so awesome i know we're gonna have a nice little area so anyway so i didn't you know basically didn't uh i guess had the drive and i just like didn't think it was fair to a chris because chris drives from his house which is a solid twenty five minutes yeah, to do it, but I, you know, I, I, you know, I am very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
don't know, sensitive. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, sure. I'm just like, I feel bad. I'm just like, I don't want Chris to drive. And I'm like, we still hang out, but it's like. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, now, I guess with the way the Blues have been playing, I've been talking about this for like the last, I'll say a few months. Yeah. I kind of got the, but I think when the house stuff kind of started to settle in. And I think everything else kind of like, you know, the podcast be cool to start up again. And a lot of people, and thank you to everybody who hit us up on Twitter and Facebook asking what's up with the podcast, everything okay, yada, yada, yada. So yes. that's was, ba- there, this was not a Gianni Shanahan situation. Yeah, we're good. Or, I hope not, at least. No. <laughs> no. Am I missing something? No, no. we're good. Okay. But uh, so you've been quite busy. I have been. So Chris has uh, jumped ship to another podcast and left me. Well, not I mean I guess we were I was doing them both for a we're while. We're on a we were on a break. Yeah, and they're way I mean they're they're way different. The the oh, other yeah. show that I'm on is I mean we'll talk sports because the girl who's the host is a, a hockey fan and a sports fan, but it, it's it's more like doing a morning drive talk show than it is anything else. But. Yeah. So and you had that and I was on a couple of times and I was happy to be there. So yeah. And anyway, we're back at it. And we actually have some good news to talk about after the first round. When for the first is time, the last time, one thousand sixty-five days. God, to be technical, that's I saw somebody actually did the math. Say, I mean, somebody it did the math. It feels weird to have a playoff beard for longer than a week. I'm not going to lie. And you want to hear something? You obviously people not see this, but Chris can see mine. This is legit. My playoff beard. Is have that kind of bad? Shaved? No. Wow, I thought I was bad. Yeah, like this barely. I pretty much look like I'm barely hitting puberty right now. Yeah, I was going to ask you why you shaved, but um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I thought that I had. I thought I had baby face, but that's yeah. I really don't. Yeah, I really don't. So that's only a good thing. I have to buy shavers. Shaved five minutes ago. Yeah, this is legit. About mm, about two and a half weeks. That's awesome. That's actually (laughs) really ridiculous. that's, That's pretty great. That's very ridiculous. So, as everybody knows, the Blues had the task of taking on the chicago blackhawks in the first round and of course according to es at least espn uh brackets 71 percent picked the blackhawks to win which at the why end time you not? don't blame them which a lot of people hey. were offended by that but i really didn't take offense to that remember what i said our last show never picking them again um, until this team found a way to to win a playoff series i would not pick them to win a series same as again. the same thing and jeremy rutherford said the same he said the same thing on and many of his columns leading into the playoffs, he's yeah. like, I'm not going to pick the Blues until they can show me something yep. in the playoffs. And I, I didn't care if this team went 82-0. and 0. Like There was just something about this team in the playoffs that forgot how to play. Yeah. And you know, even when the Blues went up 2-1, and even when they went up 3-1, you know, your brain says, all right, we, we won game three. We have a commanding lead. We should close this out. But as a Blues fan... Oh, I wasn't even. Head. I was happy, but uh, it really went to dread yeah. really quickly, which is sad. Yeah, <laughs> at the end well, of the day, it, but, but it is. But you know, you're, like I, my wife asked me, and she's like, "Are you excited?" I said, "Oh yeah, I'm excited." I was incredibly nervous, and but I was like, "Yeah," but I was also nervous at the same time. She's like, well, "Why are you nervous?" I was like, "It's the blues. It's the blues." And I said, "And, and Chicago is. I'm not. They're really good. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I even though the Stars are number one seed." And no, nothing against the Kings or the Sharks yeah. or anybody in the Pacific, like the Ducks. Well, Poor Ducks. But and you and I have talked about this many times when it comes to the Kings and the Blackhawks. Those are teams that don't care where they finish in the regular season. They don't care if they win the division. They don't care if they're the second wild card. They just want in. Because once they're one of that eight teams on the West, they don't care who they play. They'll win. Yeah. So I will just do a quick recap game by game. 
Like sure. Off, so the Blues game one, extremely tight contest. The uh, Duncan Keith is st- has serving his last game of his mm-hmm. baseball swinging uh, stick suspension. Man, oh man. Ah uh, man. And then I don't know if, and then side note on that when they're doing like the opening thing for the series on uh, NBC for that game yep. and they uh, were interviewing Duncan Keith. It might have been an old interview. I'm not sure, but it was just like they were talking about the wakey wakey Bacchus thing and they brought up and he's like, I don't know what I you're talking about. I didn't say it. anything. He's like, I, he didn't say anything. He's like, I didn't say anything. What are you talking about? And, uh, and then the, like, they actually, prove it. Then and NBC it, was like, there it is. Right yeah. There. And he was just like, that's not me. Yeah. And they're like, you're the only person. <laughs> you're like, you're, you're Jonathan Taves. And he's like, I didn't hear anything. Which I was just like, God, I hate you. Uh, yeah. but anyway, so he's still serving suspension. So the Blues have a great opportunity at home, have a home ice. So let's jump out to a good lead and barely, and you, you barely, barely win. And you have to think like, and you hate to call game one a must win, but when it's game one at home and the Blackhawks are missing their best defenseman mm-hmm. in the defensive core that's already light, yeah, that's a must win game. Yeah, and Blues eke it out barely thanks to David Bax's, uh Ricochet shot. Thanks, Trevor Reem, Van Riemsdyk for that one. You know, and that really who had a who had a uh, outside the goal in Game Six. He had a pretty brutal series. He did, and um, you know the Blackhawks' lack of defense really was the difference in the series. But you go back to that goal in Game One by Bacchus, and it really set the tone for what this series was going to be. Like there were some phenomenal goals, but there were also a lot of goals that were just goofy mm-hmm. like on not, both sides not too. just deflections but like just weird double posts and shots off defenders legs and, and yeah. all these weird things that happened in this series it, it was such an even series that was set up by game one yeah so game two uh blues uh barely win that one again blues lose that one the blues did lose i'm thinking of jumping up a game blues lose should Almost one. That won. was the controversial offsides call where the Blues one to one going to third period. Yep. Or about six minutes left or so, give or take. Yep. And uh, your Laterra comes across the line, makes a fantastic pass to Tarasenko who streaks across the middle. Buries Real quick stutter skate buries it. Second goal of the game. Places going crazy. I was uh, at a friend's house and I was on a plane going nuts and as actually as my then i was with my wife and daughter they had a bunch of people over and they were going home because they were sitting tired because it was mm-hmm. an eight thirty start thanks thanks nhl yeah, thanks we'll get it we'll get into that and um i come back inside and they're like hey they're challenging it and i'm like and that was a long challenge you were on a plane was, so it was i a- was landing so the goal was scored as we got the notice that we were descending into lax did the captain get on at all and say anything? No, because cap- I mean, it was it was a flight that connected through Phoenix. Oh, okay, so that's um, you know. So oh, were you on your way? I was on my way to. Oh, you're on your way to Coachella. Okay. Um. So the goal gets scored. I lose internet. So okay. for four minutes, I'm thinking the Blues are up two to one, and the clock's running. I land, scramble, get into the gate, run to the bar, which has got the TV on. And I noticed that there's only 30 seconds gone from the last time I saw the game, and it's still 1-1. Yeah. And I had no idea what happened. Yeah, so off a of technicality, not even what the – technically it the, the right It's call. the right call, but it's like a technicality. In like the, and two weeks ago, two weeks before the season start, even two days ago, those cameras were not there. Yep. So that angle would not have been available to them. Like That would have been a good goal. And the, technically the reason they put the cameras on the blue line for the playoffs is to catch the offsides where you're you're in there by a foot or two. Not right. like 
your foot your off foot's the off barely i mean yeah. an inch half inch maybe I mean, like he barely it was the right call but it was it was still hovering over the blue line but it was off the ice yeah and that's why it was which off i the thought ice. i didn't realize you had to be i thought you just had to be you know on the blue line not touching right. which that was uh, that makes sense though was so was game two also the game where uh and i forget who it was from chicago played the puck coming out of the uh yes it was actually uh van reamsdyke or no is a mash or van reamsdyke and they didn't call it yeah where the and blues had a rush bite us in the ass yeah because we had a rush three on two and he jumped on a penalty box and uh and it was petrangelo poked the, puck away. poked the puck away where he made him like he still had control but he had to slow down to keep control because yeah. the guy came out of the box like that and hit him with and touched the puck yeah and he still had Half his body in there. Yeah. 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 So it was that should have been called. So that game because was just Bo a Meester got called for that in game four. Yes, or something similar. Three or four. To that. No, it was the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. So because he had served a penalty, like he got called for high sticking. I think. Yeah, something like that. Was Hussing coming maybe. out of the box. Still had one foot in the box. Played the puck, and they sent him right back in. Yeah. So it's one of those things like, oh, we we missed it one time, but we got yeah. it this time. But unfortunately, but anyway, back to game two. So then overruled. goes gold. Two minutes later, uh, I believe Bo Meester actually gets the penalty. Yep, Bo Meester Edmondson, one of the two, gets a penalty. About four minutes left, and Andrew Shaw in front of the net after another goofy bounce goal yep, and a big scrum in in, in the crease. And uh, he just he, and still a good goal. And unfortunately, but you're so pissed from what just happened, you're calling for goalie interference. I mean, but he the puck crossed before Shaw really got it jammed in there. In my opinion, like I'm trying to, be, I try to be objective and not be like ultra blues fan be like no that should have been a goalie interference like look at it if it was the blues i would other way around that should count for the blue i would hope I'd that count for the go blues back and look at it because my whole argument was i agree that letera was off sides but i really think that shaw goal should have been pulled back too mm. um now it doesn't help that even before this series i think of all the blackhawks i hate Shaw the most. I always mm-hmm. have. I, he's just always been kind of like that. He reminds me of that punk kid that you went to school with. He reminds me of like for Blues fans because because how he's hated for other teams reminds me of how Tyson Nash was to other teams. I think he's to yeah, a degree. Yeah. Like you think about how Tyson Nash was to other teams. Like if you think that far back, to a degree, that's kind of how Andrew Shaw is. But I think Shaw's a little. Mind you, I can't. My, unfortunately, my memory is getting not as, as sharp as it used to be. But I think Shaw's a little more edgy. I guess I, let's call it. Let's go edgier after what happened. We'll go into that too. I guess, man, he's like Sean Avery, but douchier. Yes, well, that's a good description. So Shaw gets the goal, two to one. Panarin gets a weird empty net goal where he kind of throws it out. It hits the between hits like the referee and the stanchion at the same time, yep. and makes the perfect angle to the goal. And and then Petro scores one with uh, Shattenkirk, Shattenkirk, Shattenkirk with, with like one second. Seconds. Yeah, so then we wind up getting a three to two loss in game two. Blues fans are pissed. Yeah, and a lot of people Chicago are. Does what they need to do. Chicago comes into St. Louis and steals. Steals. So you're just like, all right, here we go. And then the, so now the Blues have to go to Chicago for two. And a lot of people Which, are. Keep in mind, the Blues had won two games in Chicago, three games in Chicago this year. But none in regulation. None in regulation. When he goes, he goes two and like ball. It was a shootout and two in overtime or something like yeah. that. And the Blues have not won a playoff game in Chicago since like the early nineties or something like that. Uh, no, or was that they the early two thousand two? Two thousand two. Okay, two thousand two. Then, so you're talking fourteen years since yeah. the Blues have won a playoff game in Chicago, and the Blues go in there and and win. Let's go just do them together. Win games three and four. Which is remarkable. And there was a great stat after that game four win that if you look at last season, 
when the Blackhawks won the cup, they only lost two games at home the entire postseason. Mm-hmm. And in this series, they lost their first two games at home. Yeah, which is crazy stat, and we'll take it. So fast forward. So the Blues at three to one, and as we talked about earlier, feeling good. Everybody, if this is any other team, you think they have it in the bag. Yeah, you're like three to one. I'm feeling great. This is good. But friends of mine from other cities, are like, oh, you're going to beat the Blackhawks, and I was like, uh-huh. dude, you don't understand. You don't understand the ability of this team to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Yep. So and then some other controversial things in the end of game four was uh, Andrew Shaw, Justin Bieber hair. So he well, first of all, before we get to Shaw, let's talk about Corey Crawford because I still don't understand. Oh, he's getting how bad. True. In Game Four, um, there is a scrum in front of Corey Crawford where Fabry is cross checks. Fabry. Fabry does his best to avoid contact. Yeah, but falls kind of over Crawford's shoulder. Not head. not touching him an awful lot. No, actually, he does a good job of not like just plowing through him. Crawford gets up. And chases Fabry into the corner and starts just waylaying on him with the ref, literally right within, within almost touching Robbie Fabry's side. Yeah, when that happened, because the ref was in the corner when he fell to the side. So my first thought was, I was under the impression that if the goalie left the crease to fight, that's an ejection. Well, I think it's at least an automatic penalty, like leaving the crease for. I don't know what the exact call is, but I know leaving the crease is like two minutes. Right. Because that's always remember a call when there was goalie fights in the 90s. I remember that. So I I don't remember remember automatic ejection, but I remember being at least a two-minute penalty. So this whole thing happens. Uh, You know, other players obviously jump in. Child players jump Fabry. Right. Trying to shank her come cruising in there to get Everybody is involved except for Brian Elliott, who stays back in his crease. He he comes to about the blue line, actually. Right. So everything gets sorted, and somehow the Blackhawks get a power play. Yeah, so the penalties on being three to two. Uh, Fabry, Shattenkirk, and uh, Petrangelo all get roughing penalties. And Fabry gets an instigator. No, that's it was just those three. He got like a roughing. They they all gave him generic roughings. How, I looked it up afterwards. How... And Crawford got two minutes, and then I can't remember. I think it was Keith got two minutes, and, or, and then. But yet, Shaw was in there like on top of somebody. Yes. Seabrook was on top of somebody. Yes. Throwing more punches than what I thought Shat and Kirk and all them were doing. But when Shat and Kirk was throwing them back, that's when the ref was right next to him. So, of course, he's gonna, he didn't see what happened earlier, I, how, which I don't even know how that happens. You know it's bad when even the Chicago beat writer tweets out, I can't believe Chicago gets a power play out of it. And this. then Chicago did score a goal on this power play, too. And, yeah. And, I mean, you look at that game and you're like, here we go again. We're going to get F. And that's 2-1. to one. That makes it 2-1 to one going to the third period. Yeah. And uh, then here comes my boy. Patrick Bergen with the bounce shot. What a, again? What a goofy goal! Yeah, like I said, like you were saying earlier, ninety nine times out of a hundred, every goalie in the league makes that save. Yeah, just makes the perfect hop and goes high on Crawford, yep. goes in, and then uh, scored a third goal. Help me out there, was it? Uh, right after that was uh, um, um, the Schwartz. Thing. Yeah, Schwartz on the power play. Yep, in front. So uh, he had a very good series. I think he had a great series. You know what's he has moments, is? but I mean, boy, and I was just gonna say, like, especially game six and part of game seven. Game six, the whole team looked bad, mm-hmm. but game six and seven, Schwartz had 
huge stretches of time where he looked lost. Same without Steen did not. Steen looked outside of the uh, goal they scored off a game four. Game four. Yeah. So actually, that was game three we just talked about for that for those two goals. Yeah. Game four is when uh, Steen intercepts the puck. intercepts the puck. Uh, uh, awesome play trying to when Ram Reamsdyke tried to go cross eyes to his defensive partner yeah. and goes. Uh, that's when the Blues scored three goals very quickly on Crawford and turned the tide, and we went winning four to three. Yep. I, uh, you know, I, again, we're, we're jumping around quite a bit, but um, it was nice in this series to see balanced scoring. Yeah, it wasn't and, like last year, for example, Tarasenko had like six goals in six games. And the rest of the team had like, a combined three. Yeah, so it wasn't that many. So, um, you know, you saw Berglund chip in, which again, Patrick Berglund, love him or hate him, finds a way to so contribute in the playoffs. Yeah, some reason in the playoffs, man, he just looks like a different guy. I don't Which know what is it is. Great. Hey. Steen finally woke up and put one in in yeah. the playoffs. Uh, Laterra had a goal. Upshaw had two. Upshaw, Upshaw looked great. Yeah. Uh, you know, that play between Upshaw and Ott. and Ott in game six was magnificent yeah because me and you were watching that together and that's when the blues came starming back we'll get into that but let's finish up on game four here and andrew shaw so shaw um cross checks bowmeister pretty much after the whistle with about two minutes and three or four seconds left yes and the ref is behind the play and i honestly was just like what the hell and i figured it was going to be like nothing and then i see the ref point i'm like you got to be kidding me he's calling that i'll take it because that time, man, Chicago was peppering us. They were pushing. They were pushing hard. Because we were down four to three, and they had a, they had a goofy goal off Shaw a couple minutes before that, where it hit Tarasenko's stick. No, it might have been Seabrook or Keith, but it's Tarasenko's stick, and does like a rainbow shot. Yeah. on Elliot, and just goes over. right behind him. And he had no idea where it was, and yep. like so I said, another goofy one. goal. So you're just like, here we go. Like a Blues fan, it's my thought. It's like, here we go. They get that type of goal. They're getting all this puck luck, and we're getting nothing. Yeah. And then Shaw pulls this. And then try starting stuff with everybody. And all, tries to get a retaliation from anybody. Yeah. He wants to and Browers just has a hand. He kind of reminded me of Jackman back in the yeah. when San Jose when the Owen Owen was by punching him at Jackman in the face back yeah. in the day. He just stood there smiling. One of the reasons why I love Bear Jackman was yeah. that play. And no one got like a five minute major or something yeah. like that. And this is the exact Brower did. Didn't get any extra penalties, but he didn't but he didn't take one, which is great. So Shaw somehow only gets two minutes out of this. He mind you Flip, throws a double bird up at the refs twice while yelling "f you" at him, and not. And then there was another but, f word at the end of that that was not. And the four that's, then he gets in the box, and then says it again, and says "f you." Well, he uh, uses the homosexual slur. slur twice. Yes, once on the ice, once in the box. So, yeah, that and was shows that, the whole world, the world that he has Justin Bieber hair. Yes, and so the whole uh, so that this gets. National coverage, like yeah, not, this is this is like not even like not national hockey coverage, like national like Good Morning America. Coverage. Yeah, like look what happened in the hockey game last night. So yeah. this got a lot of coverage. Shaw comes out next day and in the locker room, which I maybe you're still fired up, but you lost. You're down three to one. Your emotion, maybe your emotions are everywhere, but at the same time, like you're a grown man. You know, what like you saying. know, what you said. Yeah, like, you know what you did. You know what you said. Like, and literally, that was two minutes ago. Like, well, maybe with time, 10, 15 minutes. Like, you know what you said. Like, let's not be stupid. And maybe right there, you just didn't want to admit it. But like, I went home and I watched the tape, and then I couldn't sleep. I'll give you the better. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, and I'll say maybe you did do that. I'll try to be the better person and say that happened. I'm saying probably. I'll say you did. I'll. Be, yeah. I, I want to believe. I want to believe that that's what you really thought, well, and that it know, wasn't. 
written by the Hawks PR department for you to read a statement. Right. I really hope that's not the case. And we, we talked about this on uh, on the Kelly Mano show as well, that I don't think anyone legitimately thinks that he was using that word as a gay slur towards the refs. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who's played sports, uh, and, and really anyone who's a guy, knows that, that jocks, and, and guys in general, are not politically correct. And Especially while, when you get the juices flowing and you're out there right. in a tight game. And, and while it doesn't make it right acceptable, at all. Correct. You know, there's a lot of terms that get thrown around like that. Um, the word retarded is another one mm-hmm. that get used and don't really mean... Or I'm from North City, I'll kill you. Right. <laughs> you, know, or, you know, and you don't really mean that. Do I think that Andrew Shaw was calling the referees homosexuals and calling them a slur for that no he was saying that they that it was a bad call and they were stupid for it yes now that doesn't excuse him from using that term but i think it's another case of sports in general and locker room culture needs to be very cognizant of the fact that when you are a professional athlete there is always a camera on you yeah. and probably a microphone that's going to pick up what you're saying. Yeah, because because if you remember, now. when he came back in game six, the first shot of him, a close-up shot of him, was after he finished his first shift. And I forget what had happened, but something happened with him. And he goes back to the bench, and they zoom in on him just in time for him to drop an F-bomb. Yep. And I'm like, that's your first game back. Yeah, you need to be a little more aware of where you're at, which I'm sure... He will be for now, hopefully for now on. Uh, so basically, that comes out. He apologizes the next day, and on top of this, the Hawks literally two weeks before this partnered partnered with you can play, and then gay hockey like Illinois or Chicago, whatever something, it's like, that. something yeah. like that league L- or whatever. An LGBT it is. coalition for sports, and you can play is done by a um, oh god Burke. Burke, some Patrick Burke, who's who's gay, and he's the one who got a head that up, and he's actually in charge of uh, player safety now. Oh, okay. So he started that you can uh, play got it. thing, and then that kind of partnered with everything. So anyway, he is subsequently suspended for game five. So look at the Blues. Do you think it would be more than one game? No. I think, the, I think unfortunately, the way NHL is, they knew they had to act. They figured if they at least did a suspension, they would figure they'd be happy. Yeah. He got fined about $5,000, has to take uh, sensitivity, sensitivity training, training. and uh, also he misses game five. So at the time, you think about like it's an elimination game for the Hawks. They need to, you know, so it's, he should feel Louis. bad. In St. Louis, too. And unfortunately, the Blues uh, couldn't eke this one out this time. This game reminded me so much of game one. Yeah, whereas back and forth, I believe it wound up being two two going overtime, right? Two two, three three. Thank you. Um, and then you know, off a weird, another that, weird goal too. Yeah, and the thing that killed me with this game is the you know what we always talk about, and what is always in the back of your mind when you talk about Brian Elliott are the very ill-timed last-second goals. Yes, and the second period in this series proved to be the Blues' worst. The Blues' worst in every game. Which is weird. How yeah. it was almost every game like you'd call it and it would be like that. It's yeah. very odd. And so the Hawks go up two to one in this game, late in the second, and then again with point three seconds left in the in the period, um, Panarin Panarin puts one by Elliott and it's now three one going into. Which the I will not leave that one on Elliott. That more in the last second one sucks, but 
defense just I agree. was I awful mean, you there. You can't put it on Elliott, but again. The last second goal, though, I get it. So, Which, how know, many times has that happened this series, too? Right. Like, a handful? Either, so, three or two or three times. So, what, so, what the good thing was, and what this series showed with the Blues as far as resiliency, so the Blues come back, and they tie the game with, what, Six minutes left? About six minutes left, yeah. And in my mind, I'm thinking, that's it. We've won. We have broken Chicago's back. Because despite the fact that it's the Chicago Blackhawks, you have to think, for a team like Chicago, who... Is that everybody? No. <laughs> my daughter's right here. Who hasn't been able to close this team out, who has thought numerous times the series we have them and the Blues have stormed back, to be up two goals... Know you're facing elimination, and to watch it slip away, and you're on the road. I think everybody thought this is it. We're gonna beat Chicago and move on. Got in the th- and the, the, after the second, when it came out in the third, and then that wound up being the first overtime. Like, yeah, they look good. Like, they look fantastic. Like they are peppering. Corey Crawford them. was up to the task, but the Blues came out rolling. Yeah, and I'm like. It's gonna because I think was that the one? Yeah, it was three to one going to the third, and I think you text me and you're like, "All right, see you in Chicago." Yep. Because it was at our eight thirty game, so it was late, and uh, I was like, "I'll watch." A lot of my friends are texting too, like, "Oh God, I'm pissed." Blah blah. Like I'll watch, you know, and then they slowly eke back into it, and yeah. I was like, "They got that this Fabry man. goal was beautiful." Yeah, against the grain. Oh man, that was that kid's only twenty, which is I know still crazy, and we got that kid in the tw- in like. Yeah. Late in the first round, yeah. too, which is nuts. So, Blues wind up, unfortunately, going double overtime. Off a weird, and this is, mind you, one of the very few times that Chicago actually had any sustained pressure. In that whole game. And uh, Patrick Kane is doing his little dipsy-doodle thing. He's good. Not gonna Boy, be, he's good. And he just has a couple of shots. And then, unfortunately, the puck squeaks to Brian Elliott and is laying in the crease. And Kane is so fast. And, unfortunately... Uh, I think it was Shattenkirk and her Petrangelo and Bowmeister just are not fast enough to turn and get that puck. Kane wraps around the net and just pokes it by Elliott for the win and does a stupid little celebration. Ugh. And and the uh, Blackhawks wind up winning four to three in double overtime. So and you look at that Chicago. game, that is Patrick Kane's first goal of the series. Yeah, and right now you're looking at the big guns. Right now you're looking at uh, between Panarin, Taves, Hosa, and Kane. Uh, combined four goals going into that game. Yeah. Like, after and, that game, four and, goals. Uh, Panarin's was an empty nutter. Yeah, so if you count that, and then so you got Taze was zero. Kane had one. That was his first yeah. one. Panarin had one. One into that. And then Hosa had two. That was the only reason why. Yeah. Like, Shaw was a leading goal scorer with Which three goals. Which is bonkers to me. Yeah, so the game six rolls around. Uh, Blues coughs. Start off. Boy, they look good. Well, they start off. Crap. Start off crap two minutes and led off a turnover by a really bad play by Shattenkirk along the Boy, boards. Shattenkirk in game six was bad. Yeah, there, I think a tweet from uh, uh, Greg Wyshynski basically was just like, everybody, including Kevin Shattenkirk, wants to go to game seven because I think he was out there for uh, he was, from what five I read, of six. out there for five of the six. And the one he was out there I was remember, directly responsible for, for at least two. Two. And the first one was where he turned it over directly to Andrew Ladd, who yeah. buries it there. And Just that's his, put it on a tee. Yeah. And so Blues respond, though, where we scram- a scramble in front and almost give up a second goal. I forgot how that almost happened. And Ott and Upshaw go the other way. And, and Ott with a beautiful saucer pass to yeah. Upshaw. And Upshaw Just goes against it. the grain on Crawford and gets a goal. 
and the Blues come back, and uh, I believe Tarasenko gets the third one. He gets the he has a rifle of a shot over Crawford's. Uh, yep, the second one was Petro from the point. Yep. So you're up three to one now with like after 10 the first end of the game. Yeah. So after the first period, we're up three to one, right? It's after yes. the one. So you go in the second period where we've talked about the it's been the worst period for the Blues, and it can maybe it's the long change. I don't know what or it was. The, in the adjustments series. from the long change, it seems like they just look. They just let a lot of shots through, yeah. and then defense just. I don't know what it is. And Blues wind up just letting them blow it wide open. Four three. You go from being up three one at the end of one to four three. To down four three at the end of two, and, and then, in a period that was one hundred percent owned by the Chicago Blues. I think the Blues didn't have a shot until nine or ten minutes in, according to what I have written down here. They spent so much time on their heels; it was insane. You're just just driving me insane watching this because in your in your head I'm just like yep this is where we blow it and then they're gonna they're gonna be crushed and can't rebound because that's been the story of the Blues for how many years now after uh-huh. something big happens they pack it in they pack it in and like when Tave scored the overtime lat winner a couple times in ago game five game five years ago game six that happened the same thing they went to Chicago and they just got blown and mind you Ryan Miller was freaking awful yeah but they got blown out almost i think it was a and similar score six to two or six to three yep. and remember last year in minnesota same way where same we same way we lose game five we show up in minnesota and just blown look like crap and so you're thinking i'm at least i was going into game seven i'm like Listen, i want to be i'm like a lot of my friends our friend mike you know was yep. very very negative oh i don't is. think anyone was as negative as me I know you. Uh, you were uh, very vocal on the uh, Facebook where I'm you very, wanted, where you wanted. I, I saw where your heart was, or you want to be behind this team all the way. I, but yeah, it's just I, history says one yeah. thing. I look. I anyone who follows me on social media, be it Facebook or Twitter, and, and I own it and I admit it. I am completely irrational and completely bipolar during the playoffs, and every win is the greatest thing in the world, and and every loss is is the end of the world. And you get done with game six, and I congratulated Chicago on getting to the second round. Um, it, it's just history has shown that this team doesn't show up when their back's against the wall. Yep. And so you keep hearing about this is a different team. This is a different team. So, But we've heard that for five years. Yeah, so here we go to game seven. So, like, will this be a different team? That was the big question. Did you have anything that you held on to in a positive light going into Game 7? Because I can tell you a, a very random piece of advice that was given to me before Game 7, and it turned my attitude around 180 degrees. No. I honestly was more nervous than negative, which, was a, which, which, which made me feel good because in the past I've been so down going into elimination games for yeah. the Blues. Like, I was like, oh, we can do this. Like, I, you know what? Like, if they play... Every like they literally, con- I was convinced that they've controlled the series. You take yes. away Game Six, yes. I was like, five or six games you controlled. There's no reason why you can't pull us out. It's just like it's just you, you're, it's just you guys are holding yourselves back. In my head, yep. that's all I'm saying. I'm like, you know what? But they got different guys, and they they have a bunch of guys who play Game Seven. And so the one that stuck out, which we'll get into, I saw Troy Brower with zero points and seven Game Sevens played. I said. You know what? I said right there, that's the guy who's going to do something tonight. Yeah. And I said it to my wife, and I was like, I'm not even taking credit for what happened. I'm like, sure. I'm like, it could be a big hit. It could be something that sparks something. something. That's all I'm like, that guy's going to do something tonight, a good play to keep the puck in the zone, and maybe contri- like leads to a goal. Yeah. But, you know, what he did, which we'll get into, um, I didn't, you know, I never expected that. But I'm like, that guy's going to do something to get a point or something in this game. 
mine uh mine came from an old boss of mine who's a sports fan and sent me an email he said man because he you know he's in la and he talked about you know the the kings being out and the ducks were blowing it i was like yeah dude and i go you know we're gonna get our dicks kicked in again by the blackhawks tonight and he replied back and he's like i don't know man he's like this feels different he goes and i feel like there's a weird karma thing coming your way for the blues he goes the chicago cubs beat the st louis cardinals back in october and exercised some demons you guys just lost your football team i feel like it's time for the blues and i think you're going to win this game and he's like if it's ever going to happen it's going to happen now and i was like damn it robbie you're right we're going to win this game. Yeah. So, I mean, I went into it, and uh, I'm, as you are too, I'm, I'm very, like, superstitious on where wear the same thing, be in the same oh. spot. You know, I'm very like that when it comes to games. So, like, every game, three out of our four wins, or excuse me, three out of the four times I've been at home is we've won. So, I was, like, not going out for two games, not going out tonight because I had a couple places I could have been. So, I was there. It starts off very well. Yeah, a minute in. Minute in, and then uh, Latera goal scores that game. That was Latera first, which I was Bowmeister made a really nice play shot yeah. low Just and throw it, and then uh, Latera even better tip. Yeah, one minute exactly into the game, and you're like, and that was after the Blues had a good pressure for about a good thirty seconds too. Right. A good keep in by uh, the STL line, and you're like, all right. But then I might I say once again I was watching with my wife and I'm, she's just like, oh, "Are you excited?" I said, "Nope." There's 59 minutes. That's left. right. That's <laughs> I said, right. I said, I said, "If it was 59 seconds, I'd be a lot better." But mm-hmm. nope, yeah, we're at 59 minutes. So then, uh, Colton Pareko, dude. that dude had a series. Yes, he I'm did. not even saying with the cannon of a shot he had. He, he had, had a goal in game. He had a, the goal in game three off a can of a shot, and then also on a. This game, we're off the post and in. Yep. And so Blues are up two nothing going into the second period. No, two to one. one. That's right. They the host. got the one. Hosa puts the, once again, someone's legs. Um, Edmondson, I believe. Yeah. And it, it just, I think it glanced off him too, which threw Elliott off. And yeah. With like a minute left. Yeah. Once again, the late goal. Just like, oh, and it was off a broken play, which we both were like, what happened to Schwartzer? That's what we were talking yeah. about. Oh, he like, was just like he just blew up. Yeah, the puck like went behind him, and then. It kind of seems in slow motion. He just like stopped. Did you stopped. notice how many of our players were falling down in Game Seven? I did notice that. So I don't know if it was a like skate thing or if it was even, ice thing. Even Tarasenko left the bench to get his skates resharpened. Yeah, people are. God, we'll get into that. People, are people are kind of freaking out on. And I get it. So I'll, I want to see your opinion on this, and I'll bring it up in okay. a minute. So we're going two to one into the second. Into the second again, and even the even you know NBC Sports Plus says it, Fox Sports Midwest says it. Here we go into the second period. Where Chicago has owned St. Louis, where it's like the shot differential is like plus eighty or something like that in yeah, a series. It's something goofy. crazy, and uh, yep, they had almost twenty shots again. But but the difference was the last, and that was a, and that was the second periods are always the longest periods so because long. because of this. Yeah, but the last nine minutes though, those, instead of the Blues just folding, they pushed back. It was a little pushback, like enough that there was some good chances. And you're like, okay, like two to two going to the third. But they actually showed some spine and actually they as, tried to create something instead of just laying back. It, they mitigated the damage. They coughed up the lead, but they went tied in the locker room, not trailing. And then you're thinking, okay, let's well, see if this team is different. Like in the third, are you going to come out like gangbusters? Or are you going to go into prevent defense? Or are you just going to fold? What's going to happen here? Mm-hmm. And they went out and they pushed. Played. And then off uh, 
like a great play by Fabry to start it. A yes, and about the blue line, Gustafson's kind of out of the zone. And God, NBC ripped on that dude after the game. I think it was oh, Ron- I think Ronick did. I think it was Ronick once. Like he said, he he literally he said he cost Chicago the series. And I'm like, dude's a rookie. I mean, Jesus Christ, right? And, and he's playing. He's a six into the number six defenseman. Like, you, okay, plays like eight minutes a game. I think well, like Runblad. I think played eight minutes. Yeah, like as your six six defenseman. It's crazy. But anyway, Fabric comes in and basically throws his body into him and like winds up stick checking him. So puck is loose. Spot. Stassi picks it up. Fabric gets in. They go into the zone. Stassi makes, which I think is like, not nobody's really talked about the play of Stassi anymore. Made he basically had two guys on him going into the zone there, and wound up shaking both of them, and still made a hell of a pass through a guy to get it to Fabry in the crease, not in yeah. the crease, but in the, the slot. slot. And Fabry then makes another hell of a pass to the front Troy where Brower. Troy Brower, who I brought said earlier. Puts and, it right into the post. And then I'm sitting there. That happened. And I'm sitting there like, and thank God my daughter is a very good sleeper. I'm like, I go, no. <laughs> I scream on top of my lungs. And then he buried it. I didn't see him bury the rebound. Because it was really fast. Because it was very fast. I thought that they were saying that the shot that hit the post hit the inside and came out. Because mm-hmm. then they reviewed it. I was like, oh, man. And then I saw the replay where he obviously put it to the back of the net, and I was like, that's a goal. And it's the funny part is he hits the post, and then he's kind of... Whiffs on it. Yeah, he whiffs on it, and then he's falling. So if you didn't notice, he tries kicking it, and yeah. whiffs again. Thank God. And then has enough of his stick on it to bury it past Crawford as he's trying to get back in the net, and the Blues are up 3-2. to two. With And the Blues... minutes left. The longest... Easily the longest eleven minutes of my life. I I literally told my and this is I makes me sound stupid, but I really don't care. I told my wife to get a bowl because I was really I felt like I was going to puke. I threw up after the first because I was just like, oh god, because I'm just sitting there watching the game and it's just like you're just waiting for your other shoe to drop. Pretty uh-huh. much as a Blues fan, you're just like, this is going to happen. And then the Blues they're rushing. There's like thirty seconds left, and I'm like, come that on, last 49 come on. Seconds. And they rush into the zone, and then the Blues just locked it down, man. And then. Props to everybody on that ice that right hit there. On the, that Laterra laid on Andrew Ladd. Yeah, the blue like line. 49 seconds left. Yeah, was awesome. Which offsides to begin with, but dude, that is when you know. Let's, let's rewind the tape a little bit, though. With four minutes left in the game. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Brent Seabrook puts a shot from the point. Oh, God. That beats Brian Elliott. Hits the far post. It's the post right behind. Follows him. the line, hits the other post, and spits out. In the so it's sitting in the crease, and the then light luckily comes on. Petrangelo knocks it out of the way right before I believe it was Panarin who was yeah. in front can knock it in, and the goal light comes on, and, and the ref immediately the waves it off. off, which is awesome. So then they play almost in our two, almost in our minute or two. Uh, yeah, solid it gets down to it gets down to like the final two minutes, and then they whistle finally goes, and they go, go review it after that. I'm sitting there like, then they show the replay really quick, and you see it, and you're just like, oh my god, that's not a goal. Like it's there's not, no, I'm like, there's no way they can say it's a goal. There's no way in hell. Then yeah. you know they obviously said no goal, and that's the kind of thing in the past that wouldn't have gone to Blues way. And, Agreed. And honestly, like as nervous I, as nervous I still was, I even said I'm like, okay, we got this now. Because in the past that wouldn't that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, that play wouldn't have happened. That would have been a goal. The Blues would have gone overtime and with their heads down and mm-hmm. whatever. But no, that didn't go in. The puck luck finally swung to St. Louis's way. Blues hold it down, win three to two. Scott Trey goes nuts, 
I don't know if you saw. I, watched, I probably watched the ending like at least twenty times. But I don't know if you noticed at the end when uh, Seabrook had the puck when it's like two seconds left. Somebody throws a beer bottle. Yeah, I saw somebody threw something. It's a, it was a beer. It was, was a beer bottle and barely misses him. <laughs> Not by much. Misses him by like yeah. a foot or two. And uh, Blues fans are going nuts and shake hands so, and everything. What did so, what you think during the handshake line uh, of the, uh, the organist playing Chelsea Dagger in a minor key? I didn't even hear. I barely, you could, a, you could barely hear it, he which is the crazy it very part. Very slow, and he plays it in a minor key, so it's, it sounds very sad and like yeah. a funeral possession. Yeah. So whatever, man. I think it's hysterical. I have no problem with it. It's, it's all everything. There's gamesmanship on both sides, man. Like when you're when the okay when this is not going to be a Chicago thing, but when you're at the Kings, when they're trying to get thing when things going, they have what's his name? Come on, Cartman, come on, and say go Kings, go, and that's yeah. like the most annoying thing in the world. I agree. But, but it's just like everything has their own mm-hmm. thing for gamesmanship. And you know what, man? Three cups in six years. Shut up. Right. I don't care. And hey, it's not my fault you guys are in salary cap, cap hell and you can literally have five guys, mind you, five guys who are fantastic hockey players, but you guys are in salary cap hell now and that was basically you guys went all in and got out in the first round. So yeah. I think that's why a lot of uh, fans are kind two of... Two of those dudes that they went all in on didn't play a game. Christian Erhoff never saw the ice. Uh, Fleischman had one game, that's it. Yeah, okay, one game. Well, I mean, but, but like Weiss only had like, what, three games? Yep. Lad was obviously the other big one. So they acquired, like, they did the opposite of the Blues. The Blues had nothing. Blues didn't do anything on the, in the uh, trade deadline. And Chicago, remember, got everything. Remember how pissed the Blues fans were. Yep. The only thing they didn't get, and it's probably the one thing they needed, Defe- better was defense. Dan Hamuse. Yeah, that's, that's remember when they were trying to get him and it didn't work out. Thank God, because that would have been – because you can tell by the end, man, because Keith and Seabrook were playing almost 30 minutes. The Almerson had, like, 28 minutes. Yep. And then after that, like, you, when you have your number six defenseman playing, like – Seven minutes, and I think the second and third period, I think they brought it up in Game 7, Rumblad had a total of 50 seconds played, which is crazy that you can have your number five. I imagine that's like us basically putting, if you want to put it in this light, basically putting Pareko out there for 55 seconds in two periods. Like, you never would even think about that now, right. you know? So it kind of blows me away. Or Edmondson out there for 50-something right. seconds. Like, that's why I... I our team is very well balanced compared to like I think Chicago's talent is higher. I really do, but I think we have more talent. We're very deep compared to them, where we can put guys out there. The other controversy that came out of the game, a lot of those fans were th- saying Vladimir Tarasenko's ice time. So he was one of being seventh among forwards in Game Seven, and they were saying guys like Upshaw was had almost as much as him and stuff like that. Well, mind you, Game Seven is a bad indicator because he had that like three minutes where he had to get his skate done. Correct. But I think if you watch what he does, like he just hits his ice time, he, they balance the four lines for two periods, and then if the Blues were down, especially in a couple of those games, you saw Tarasenko out there every other shift for a while, and then they yeah. kind of went back. So, you know, there's there's a couple of things. I get about it, this. but at the same time, it's like, hey, man, I think it's, it's much to do about nothing. You know, there's there's a couple things that people point to. First of all is the power play at the end of the second period in game six. Where he had no – he didn't get on it at all. Yeah. And, and, you know, people forget that the shift leading to that power play – He was on They it. were out there for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the second power play unit goes on to start and holds the puck in the zone for, for a minute 52. Yeah. So it wasn't you know, you much – can't, 
you can't tell somebody who's on the power play to come back to the bench just to get Tarasenko on. And on the and mind you, in the second period, so it's the long change too. So it's not like they're it's right at the bench change. right there. It's, right. A, it's a long change. Um, the other thing is Tarasenko doesn't kill penalties. The Blues spent a lot of time. I on believe the they had the second most of any team in the first round. Yeah. So and there's also you know there's five on five statistics that show he was down. But the thing that Hitchcock has always done is he will match lines. Mm. And he does not put um, Tara, Tara, the Tarasenko line out there a lot against the Kane the, the line and the Taze line. And for the most part in this series, the Blues were winning. There wasn't a lot of time in this series where the Blues were trailing. Yeah, where you Aside had from game double, six. Yeah, when the net, and by the time the most of that was like it was down by a lot, so you're not going to sit there right. and waste them pretty much. So, so I, yeah, what, I get what it. What matters to me is his effectiveness when he's on the ice, and he's that line is extraordinarily effective. If he wasn't scoring goals, he was assisting on goals or drawing double teams. I don't think that there's an issue. I think that. The media wants to make it an issue. I think that your casual hockey fan who doesn't understand how lines work want to make it an issue because, well, why wouldn't you just have Tarasenko out there all the time? Um, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, I, I think that you know Hitch and him. You know, I understand him being upset about the power play and the heat of the moment. I would be too. But would you sit down and look about how that played out? It makes sense why he wasn't out there. Yeah. Would you want him out there? Of course you would. There's no coach in the league that wouldn't want Vladimir Tarasenko out on the power play. But it just it was a bad draw, man. It was a bad roll of the dice on that power play. Um, I don't think it's a big deal. I really don't. I know we have friends who are making a big deal out of it. I'm not concerned. Yeah. I'm really not concerned about the fact that he was seventh amongst forwards. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, as long as long as the guy is scoring goals, I really don't care. And, guess and what? honestly, I think that. that you'll see his ice time go up in this series because I think this upcoming series against Dallas, which we will get to, is going to be a much more up-and-down-the-ice series mm-hmm. than the than Chicago, the Chicago series. That's true. So, Blues move on, face the Dallas Stars, who beat the Minnesota, Minnesota Wild in six games. Barely. 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 Out of the eight first-round matchups, how many did you get right? I got almost all right. What did I mess up on? I, I got I, seven. I did not get the. Uh, I did not. I got the. I got wrong on the Ducks. I got wrong on the Kings. I missed. The rest. The I got King the rest. Sharks. I got Everything the rest. Else I picked. Right. So we got the rest. We had the similar, similar bracket. I got. I'll take it back. Well, I got the Blues wrong too because I did pick did Chicago. You? I, I told you my, I just can't do it. Against so. my better judgment, I picked them, but uh, I picked the entire East, and uh, yeah, I got most of the. I got most. Half the West wrong. So my my Cup final is St. Louis in my NHL.com one. Yeah, is St. Louis and Pittsburgh. So, all right. So, well, we'll be right back with our preview of round two. And we're back with our preview of the second round. Wait, what was that? The second round. Of the playoffs? Yeah. The something. loser in the second round? Yeah. I, 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 I told my friends I felt like uh, Ricky Bobby. It's like, what do I do with my hands? I know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what the second round is that you speak yeah, of. Yeah, so it was nice to actually do this. So 
the quick rundown of the first round. So obviously the Blues won, and we obviously were playing the Stars, so the Stars beat the Wild. Yep. The um, last this, we're recording this on Wednesday or th- excuse me Thursday, guys. Week's getting away from me. Thursday before the Blues start on Friday against the uh, Stars. So last night the Ducks once again. <laughs> Collapsed. Four times in a row. Four game games seven at, at home. home. Four game sevens at home they've lost in a row. Man, if you're a Blues fan, at least they have a cup. You know, they can at least... No way Bruce Boudreaux survives. I, I, you can't. I mean... There's no way. No way. So, Nashville's... I mean, Nashville, I said, is one of those teams that can sneak up on you. And I think they're a team that... If you were one of the four teams in the West right now, you have to feel... Really good about your chances to. to I think a lot of the final. teams. I, you can make right a case now, for almost any of the teams going on. If you look at those four teams, all four of the teams are saying the same thing right now. There's no Chicago, no, no LA, no LA and holy no crap. Anaheim either. Like, basically, holy crap! I the forgot. two big dogs are gone. It's the Wild West. I think um, the other thing at NHL.com poll. I think they said out of. I think they said almost eight. It was in the eighty percentile, eighty something percent of things picked one of those three teams to be the West champ. Wow! Oh, so, I'm sure. You know, so so you're talking the Nashville moves on. Why would LA you not gets pick? beat by San Jose? So you have San Jose against Nashville. Yep. And San Jose has on my home ice. Dallas versus St. Louis and Dallas versus home ice. No, at all. I thought that San Jose be, but hey, they're talking about this. Their breakthrough similar to ours, and they yep. did it in five games, which is LA looked bad. LA looked bad. Our, our friend Bobby is not. <laughs> Not in a good place right now. They looked so bad. And I want, like, because of him, I wanted them to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, like, I'm not even sure if it was that the Sharks looked that good as it was the Kings just looked bad. Yeah, I'm curious. I, I didn't get to watch any of that series since they're always obviously the late games um, with it being in L.A. So I never know, watched too many of those. The thing that's crazy, what I was going to say is, why would you not pick L.A. or Chicago to win the West? That's all they've done for the past. Yeah, the, this is the first year in, I think, uh, was it five years? Yeah, Five years where it won't, will not be Chicago or L.A. is the cup champ. You know, you look at the fact that you now have an, a Nashville Predators team that could come out of the Pacific Division playoff bracket. Um, and you, you look, as a Blues fan... You have to feel good about our chances against Dallas, the way we mm-hmm. play them in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And you now look at the fact that should the Blues advance and beat the Dallas Stars, they're going to have home ice whoever they play. Uh, yes, because San Jose was number three. San Jose was three, three. and and Nashville's was a wild, a wild card. card. So if you get that, you got you know, home ice the next round. And, and then have, I don't know how it works You also now in the have a chance that should Nashville bump off the Sharks – you don't have to play outside of your division until you get to the finals. Yeah, so you got an interesting scenario coming up, and then the East, uh, the Capitals win. Capitals start tonight against Pittsburgh, which will be a really good season. And then the Pittsburgh Islanders kicked off last night, and they destroyed. They didn't. Uh, they didn't. The Lightning did not look good. So boy, the, they didn't. And the East is the Islanders and the Lightning against each other, with the Lightning having home ice. Yep. And the Capitals. And the, yeah, and the Capitals against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and uh, the Capitals have for the uh, home ice. Quick predictions in the East. Uh, I I go with the upset in the uh, top one. I picked. I go with Pittsburgh and the Islanders. I did too. So interesting. We didn't even talk about that, which is funny. So I, I, because I like the Islanders. I think Tavares is playing out of his head right now. 
How funny is it? And Grisis somehow is like making you know, people forget about Halak, which is hilarious. How funny is it that the Islanders are going through the exact same thing that the Blues went through, which is Halak is a monster and always gets hurt before the playoffs. Yeah, and then the backup comes in and wins the series, yep. which would happen with us. So Halak's anyway. going to lose another job, just like he lost in St. Louis to Elliott. Yeah, which is weird. So yeah, and then so well, who do you, and then let's do the other West one. Who do you think comes out there? <sighs> That's a tough one. I, I see it going know, seven. I, I I would like to see Nashville. I don't see Nashville just because of the fans and Wick. I could travel to that game. Yeah, <laughs> that'd um, be the second thing. You know, as easy as San Jose got through LA, I'm very interested to see Game One. Mm-hmm. Um, and that won't be till Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. yeah, I want to see if San Jose is really that good or if LA was really that bad. Mm-hmm. I think game one is going to show you a lot of that. Um, I still say Nashville finds a way to win that series. <laughs> Interesting. Sorry, I just minor uh, off topic. Um, Eric Young just debuted in NXT. Interesting. Yeah, so anyway, back to hockey. So let's go back to, let's go to our preview. So for the Blues, play the Stars. So they start, it'll be tomorrow night. Friday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, to be determined. Then yep. every other day, pretty much from here on out. The last time the Blues faced the Stars was in when 2000? the arena closed. Thousand when the arenas closed, I thought wasn't it? I thought it was two thousand or two thousand one. I have to look. I didn't see the stat today, honestly. Regardless, the last time they played them, they swept the Stars. Yeah, it might be because of the last because in their arenas when they uh, lost was the last game. It was against Minnesota and our Stars actually. Yeah, so. What are you thinking? So a lot of people, this is the opposite of the first game. A lot of people were, were kind of discounting the Blues. Now the Blues are the among many people, even the Dallas Morning News writers, every single person picked the picked the Blues to win in six or seven games. And um, ESPN, eight of the ten picked the Blues in six or seven games. And obviously all the post-dispatch guys picked the Blues. One guy picked them in five, which I think is crazy. But I think I think the Blues in six is the more, I think it's the most, like, Obvious one so far. Not um, obvious, but I think my so safe far. bet is Blues and six. What I like is that the Blues handled fairly easily the Stars in the regular season. Uh, remember, they had that massive nine-round shootout game. Uh, How was that? The, that game that was ridiculous. I was there too. Um, but you know, a, a lot of our wins again, just like Chicago, are a lot of our wins against Dallas came in overtime in the shootout. But they were wins, and they're also people. And, and people won, in Dallas, and Dallas are, and a lot of people are saying the for the stars, stars fans. Because I read a lot of star stuff. I read the opposition stuff to see kind of what mm-hmm. they're thinking. A lot of them are saying they're on the. Uh, a lot of those games with the stars are on back to backs, so you know they were tired or whatever, and yada yada yada. But uh, I don't know, man. Like I still think the I think their offense is just as good as Chicago's, so you can't discount that. They have technically two all world players. One is hurt right now for the yes. Lewis. Tyler Sagan, who I think the, the is at least out for game one. Yes. Game, first two games. Okay. Well, the, they announced today because they basically said he is not started skating and they don't have a timetable for him to start for Tyler Sagan to start skating. And when he does start skating, it will be four to five days of skating before that he can be ruled into like being ready for a game. So uh, realistically, let's say game four. And I would say you're looking at game four. I just think, I if think they when, drop the first two, they'll rush him for game three. I think so. I think if something, I think if an extreme thing happens, he'll push it, 
and then I think the Blues will not target him his uh, the injury because he had a that nasty. I don't know if you saw the picture of the Achilles yeah. Achilles heel cut he had where it was a deep cut on his Achilles uh, tendon, and it was yeah. uh, and he was out for and he came back for one game during Minnesota, but didn't feel right, so he right. sat the rest. And uh, that's when they were up three nothing, and he's like, "All right, we got this." And then they almost blew it, but so basically the matchup is another high octane offense, but two things that they have two. Th- Dallas doesn't have two things Chicago d- did. A, re- a goal as much as we talk crap about Crawford, still a good goaltender. Yes, one two t- two cups, and he proved in some of the saves he made this series that he hit seven shots this year, and he's probably going to win the Vesna more than likely. You think over Holpe? Oh, that's right. Hopi had a better season. So, but he's—I would say number two next to I Bishop. Agree. I would say he's number two. Hopi had a crazy good season. So that's you're correct there. And then they don't have—I um, call all-world, all-pro defenseman like Klingberg you is know, the closest he, thing they have, and he's more Antonio Duya and Klingberg. And, and Antonio Duya, nothing against him, but I would equate him as the a slightly above version of Bear Jackman, where. He, he was he's a, a faster was version of it. Number three guy in Chicago. He was a number three last year, and he's pretty much their number two now. Well, he's number three probably there because Golagoski is the other guy they have on yeah. the with Klingberg. Klingberg's very good, but he's more of on the Eric Carlson type of, side of defenseman, where yeah. he's been known to be. And he's a smaller guy. He's only he's under two hundred pounds. So, but he's very fast and very creative. So you have to watch out from there. Um, Golgoski is on the wrong side of 30, I believe, and he just yes. a guy that has never had replicated what he's done in Pittsburgh, I think. Agreed. Um, and then you have Aduya, Aduya. Then after that, they have they went out and got Chris, Chris Russell, Russell. Yeah. and he's been their number five. And, so, and he actually sat out one or two of the games against Minnesota, yeah, I believe. Yeah, it's not the Chris Russell of four years ago. Yeah. Still, he's a, he's, he's, he's good. He's more He's become more of a shot blocker. He led the league last year in, shot, in shots blocked. So that's one of the reasons they got him. And this year he had not as good a season because apparently he's a, he's unrestricted uh, going into next season. And apparently in Calgary, the reason they traded him, they wanted to keep him, but he was asking almost $5 million. Chris Russell. No. Yes. No. $5 million. No. So anyway, I think their defense is a lot weaker and not as big. Um, and then their goaltending, I think, is very Suspect. shaky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they went with Kari Lettinen for the first three. And then he... Uh, and then the middle of game four did not have a good game four and then uh, lost. Went to Niemi. Niemi blew it. Went back to Lettinen. They were up big in game six, four nothing, I believe, and they were cruising. And then in the in the third period, the Wild made a big push. He had uh, four, I think it was four goals on 12 shots. Yeah. And uh, luckily Dallas got the extra equalizer. And why we say barely beat the Wild, there was a controversial play where the puck was – I mean, you would say, what, millimeters? Yeah. On the line. It was mostly in the net. 99.9%, I would say, in the net. I agree. And it barely touched the line. And by rule, the same way with the Blues, with Lotera's skate being yeah. up that much, the puck barely touching that line that much, that's not a goal. And it wound up. Ugh. And then I don't know if you saw the of the controversy came out of that. People start posting stuff on Reddit. I guess a, a one, of the, one of the photographers from there, I guess, had a – was had a camera angle from up high and he was taking pictures and I guess he did a zoomed in shot of it. And I guess the camera angle he had shows the whole puck in not touching the line at all. Wow. So people are saying it's Photoshop. Some people are saying it's not. So, but the game's over. So nothing, to, any nothing can you do can now. do about it now. So the first round was marred by a lot of controversy for the NHL across it was the board marred by a lot of terrible officiating. 
I think that was more. I think let's say more of that then, but still controversial calls too. There between, were some horrible calls and even worse non calls. Yeah, so I believe that. Uh, but now you're gonna start to weed out some of those guys because not as many games. So you're getting down to the guys who are supposed to be better at least. Hopefully, so we'll see. So hopefully that picks up and there's not as much uh, blown calls. So so, and I, I guess I've never really paid attention is. The crew that works game one of the series, the same crew that works the entire series? I don't believe so, because I thought we had Tim Peel for one game, and then we didn't have Tim Peel after that. Okay. Uh, so I'm not sure. But I but maybe I know they had Francois, I can't remember his name, last name, but I remember he did a, like at least half the game. So I remember that name because it was like Francois or something. Right. something. Uh, it was like a French-Canadian name. That's the only reason I remember. So anyway, so Blues, Dallas. Don't have home ice this time. Nope. I th- let's just break it down real quick. Offense, who has the advantage? In draw. your opinion. I would say draw. We're sl- deeper. But they have, just like they Chicago, have they have guns. higher end. Yeah. Depending if, and I think it all depends if Sagan can play and he's at least Agreed. decent. Let me, let, me, let me rephrase then. Without Sagan, advantage blues. With Sagan, dead even. Yeah, so I, I I go more that way. I say about about draw, and then maybe a slight advantage to Chicago if Sagan is at least decently, uh, you know, together. Defense Blues. I think the Blues hundred percent. The Blues are very deep down to the one through five. You can put Pareko. It can probably be their number three guy. Yeah, and you can make him even their number two guy because he's shown he can play the left side. So I mean, you're showing we have deeper there. And the way Elliott's playing right now, I blues. think you have to give Goldtang the Blues. And then uh, coaching, special teams? coaching, special teams, I think it's going to be, I would say draw because I don't know what everybody is. I don't know, off the top yeah. of it, I don't have it together. Coaching is, I think, interesting. This is the this is Lindy a rematch, Ruff. Lindy Ruff versus Ken Hitchcock, rematch of the uh, finals. Or 99. 99 against, uh, was it uh, Buffalo, Buffalo and, and Dallas? Yeah. Oh. So, interesting In there. In the crease. Yep. It's a bread hall. So, <laughs> so. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. So, what's just? Do you want to make a prediction, or you just want to let it ride? Yeah, I'll, I'll do a prediction. Um, I think the Blues win this series. I worry about a letdown in Game One, um, but I, I think the Blues win at least one of the two games in Dallas this weekend. And I'm going to say Blues in six. Uh, I'll agree with you. Then I think the Blues take one here. Uh, come home and do very well. Go at the Dallas, probably lose that one. Then come home and win it. That's yeah. my that's my kind of scenario in my head. So we'll go with Blues and six. So good stuff. And we'll wrap it up with one little extra thing with a a social media star that came out of Game Seven. Yeah, local our boy Tony t- Tone X Tony X Tone yeah. X briefly quit Twitter today. I don't know if you saw that. Like all of a sudden his thing disappeared and he came yeah. back. Anyway. Uh, guy looking for the Cardinals game and obviously the Blues game was the number one thing on he came across it start tweeting about the hockey and basically a guy uh guy fell in love with it and he just some of those tweet the best tweet of all of it was white people have been hiding hockey from us for a long time bro yeah <laughs> which was the best I, the and, best line you know what's funny is like he he tweeted things that all of us have, have asked about when we first started getting into hockey or even fans I, that like we were well versed right. people who were with us like what is this and what is I, this i loved he was like real talk why doesn't everyone just stand in front of the net for the last minute <laughs> or uh like empty net like the like the goalie just said, "F it and left." Just <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. So the cool thing came out of this. The guy winds up going on Good Morning America this morning with Michael Strahan. Yep. 
he uh, goes from 200, he literally had 200 something followers to nearly, before he quit Twitter and came back, almost 60,000. Yeah. Crazy. Had numerous articles written by on him from uh, the Post Dispatch, interviewed him. I had an interview, had a little article with an interview with him today. TSN got him. TSN, yeah, I think a lot of people had him. Dude was just blew up pretty much. Uh, so the Blues, of course, capitalize, Smart. which they should, and you, you basically just got a new fan, which is what you're trying to do. You know, you're, and this guy was a former football fan. Is exactly what the Blues are looking for. My, he's the guy. He's like, I was. He's like, you leaving football? One guy asked him. He's like, you leaving football? Twitter, bro. And he's like, he's like, my team left me. I'm leaving nobody. Yeah. And he's like, now I'm a now I'm a Blues fan, and I'm like, that's yep, awesome. That's and he's all like, you need. so the Blues are like, somebody tweeted the Blues said, hey, you need to get this guy to the game, and the Blues right away said. We got to, got a couple tickets for you and a jersey for you. Let us know who you want. And there he actually asked, like, I didn't see well, who he picked. He didn't. He, he asked everybody, like, who should I pick? And people like uh, different guys. Like some some said Reeve, some said you know Petrangelo. Then actually, I know it's funny because I know, yeah, we got that. I got your face by that one when I said Reeves. Anyway, um, funny thing is, Tarasenko said, I he's like, I think you should pick me because my because my something like my jersey's the best and. Of course, Tarasenko's on the NHL 7. Not on the NHL so 7. So Tarasenko actually tweeted him? I tweeted him and put in a picture of his jersey. Said, I think you should pick this jersey, this night, this guy. Nice. So, um, And he also had a back and forth with uh, Luongo last night. Uh, I don't know yeah, if you I saw, saw that. that. Where he's just like, uh, he's like, I'll look you up, bro. I'll Google you. And Luongo's saying, don't Google 2011 Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was great. Which I thought was fantastic. Uh, so I, I do know that um, our friend Kelly... Mm-hmm. Uh, sent Ryan Reeves his information the night that it happened mm-hmm. and Reeves immediately started following him and reached out to him. That's awesome. So it's good to see that like you make another fan, which is like what is the best part about it in my yeah. opinion is like you just a guy just literally discovers it and he just, I think the first tweet was like, I've literally watched forty five seconds and this this S is lit, lit. bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's awesome, man. It's so fun. it's cool. And you know what's going to be great is to see what his reaction is after going to see it live. Yeah. So because he said as good uh, as it is on TV it's so much better live. Yeah, so he's going to look at. He's going to be there for game three, yep. and uh, he said he's on in the post dispatch article. He said, "Yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm going to do a little live tweeting too, just to." But I want to experience it. Yeah, because I want to experience. So it's really cool. So anyway, you got somewhere to go. Yeah, and then I got stuff to do and edit this down, and we'll be good to go. So I will say thanks to everybody for listening, and uh, we're, we're back. We're back for now, and uh, we're going to try to do this after every round for now, yep. since I am a. Uh, Still in the process of packing up my and then house. We'll be, we'll be back in a regular basis come next season. But yeah, but we'll be back for hopefully till June. God, God, please. And then we'll be around for the draft, and then free agency, and then like we normally do, we'll go on hiatus for a month or so, yeah. and then we'll be back for our previews. And this year, I talked to Chris, and we're working on a couple of things. Yep. Possibly having some people on. Yep. And uh, talked to Kelly about some things, which she said she might be able to work. Absolutely. Stuff. So we're going to try to get some stuff together. I know that you're going to talk to uh, Jack from Brook Row Absolutely. coming back, and maybe Bond will come on, Both too. Both of them are said whenever we want them. Yeah, so we'll have those guys come on, and those guys are, of course, the opening songs you heard. So Bleed Blue. I know they were tweeting a lot more cause when uh, Game 7 was around. God. So it was oh, good stuff. so great to finally win one. Yeah, so it was good stuff. So, all right, thanks, everybody. We'll stop rambling, and uh, let's go Blues. Yeah.